Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Bam in the Junk. Uh, we got me and... Me, yeah. It's, okay. it's Sunday. It <laughs> it's, is later it is, in a Sunday. <laughs> late in a Sunday. We got a full week, full weekend. You know, we, uh, we've got a special guest in the room with us. We got Sif, the great gray wolf, in puppy form. A very small puppy. So there's random cutouts where we come back and I'm like, hey, sorry about that. It's probably because she started screaming and we had to... Um, Fire down for continuing with the podcast, so that way you guys don't have to listen to us like shout, you know, our ideas over a dog. So. Yeah, but we're we're happy to have her. It's a it's a new household, new household puppy, and a new uh, dog that's really taking up a lot of our attention this week. Um, but uh, but how, how? Tell me about your week. Tell me about how how things went. Um. <laughs> wow. Almost um, well, had a really rough week. All things considered, um, in and out of the hospital, um, not doing great, being crated up, you know, uh, normal puppy issues for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very loose control of the bowels has been a sticking point. But all things considered, you know, like, can't complain, I guess I'm still alive, still have my health, don't have that corona. Um, gotta go back to work next week, which I'm not, like, feeling at all. Yeah. But at the same time, like, hey, maybe getting out of the house will be good for you. You know, you have to try and find the positives. Everywhere else has been closing down the schools and everything, so mm-hmm. looking looking forward to a slower week. Um, that thing, that being said, I haven't, I did like a whole bunch of nothing because really you just kind of, you start watching a puppy and you just kind of watch them all mm-hmm. day. You can't really like, you know, put on a TV, but you're not really watching the TV. You're kind of just like keeping an eye out, making sure she's not getting into trouble, getting into business or anything like that and trying to swiftly correct when you find it uh, happening. Right. Um, other than that, you know, mostly quiet, mostly nondescript. Um, did uh, play a couple things that we'll get to later, but um, yeah. How about how about you? How was past week? Uh, past week was all right. Um, we kind of uh, we were in the in the middle of trying to get everyone ready for the um, the upcoming school closing because, um, as you know, I work at a, at a college, and everyone wanted to prep and make sure that. Uh, they could work from home if they needed to. So in the middle of all of that, um, I it was just a lot of like making sure laptops were updated, making sure everyone had all the information that they needed to. And like we're like probably fifty percent there um, after this week. Uh, so we just had to kind of work a lot on that, and that's gonna be more of this coming week too. So everyone's freaking out about it. No one has toilet paper. Uh, school is about to just like collapse well, yeah. Much, yeah um but uh overall not bad you know i stayed busy um unfortunate news it was last week is our uh was our last set of practices um for esports for my esports mm-hmm. team for the school um for the foreseeable future which is a huge bummer because all these kids have been they've been working hard we've been trying to get them ready to go get in some games and we haven't even gotten in an actual game yet mm-hmm. um with uh, against another school and then all of a sudden we gotta shut down so luckily we'll still get the jerseys for them so the kids get something out of it but uh we'll see how this goes if, if corona calms down there's a treatment for it within the next month and we'll come back bigger and better than ever mm-hmm. but if not then we're just going to be working and playing from home on a scale of one to ten how worried are you ten being you know you're buying all the toilet paper one being like you're going out every night 
just coughing. Well, I mean, I'm for myself, I'm not terribly worried about the whole scenario. Like, I, I think that I'm, uh, I'm a strong, uh, strong enough immune system to fight it off. Or if I get it, I'm young enough where I'll make it through. Um, maybe I already had it. Who knows? Um, and I and I survived. But uh, for the rest of the world, I'm so for me, I'm like a two, three. Um, for everyone else, I'm probably closer to like a six or a seven mm-hmm. because like the the people that are at risk, if they get it, they're in trouble. Um, the people you gotta think about them. Yeah, too. exactly. I mean, that's the main thing people always or people have been missing with it. Where they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm not gonna die." Yeah, so it's not like, really about you. <laughs> I got into a, an argument on Facebook with someone about why people are getting upset over this, and someone asked, like, you know why is everyone freaking out about this? There are diseases out there that are way more deadly. And I was like, all right, well, we're worried because we don't have a cure for it. It's very new. It's spreading quickly, and it's got a higher death rate than most other diseases right now. And they're like, yeah, but what about, like, cancer and Lyme disease? I'm like, well, those are not transferable. Like, you can't sneeze on someone and give them cancer, I hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this game, this... Uh, this thing, we don't fully know how it's transferred yet. Like, according to Italy and Iran a few weeks ago, uh, that may be old news now, but we don't know how it's transferring. People are still getting sick. People are dying from it. And even if it's not going to affect, like, people from 20 to 40, uh, above that is uh, still a large part of the population, and they're at risk. And mm-hmm. these people just... The people I was having this discussion with really didn't seem to want to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it warrants the panic that it gets, but, you know, all, all the people buying the toilet paper is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. Why? Why is it toilet paper? Right. Right. That's and, the weirdest part. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. The hand sanitizer makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Soap? If, if you buy a bunch of hand soap, makes sense. You gotta keep your, your hands clean. I don't know why you weren't buying it before, um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where people start going into this panic response... Uh, and they don't really know how to do it. I mean, I just read something that was like, what's your uh, panic response by? I accidentally just bought three different types of jelly because I wasn't sure how long I was going to make it. Um, and it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll just start panic buying sparkling water because apparently I like that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have a panic buy. Like, yeah. even when it's like, oh, yeah, better stock up. I never do. Mm-hmm. If anything actually happens, I'm probably one of those poor saps that, like, ages out and just like oh they didn't have the resources so yeah they starved to death or whatever because i can't can't even think that far ahead you know mm-hmm. it's too it's too much yeah. <laughs> i mean like at most we probably buy like a bunch of rice and and like garbanzo beans and that's like our staple for the house mm-hmm. you know well i'll keep you going for a good bit i hope right? yeah it's it's protein and that's like so, like fiber or something i don't know um whatever rice is a grain uh but Either way, it's like everything is um, everything's all good for us. I think like we're we're probably in a good spot, um, and I guess according to the president of my school, there still aren't any confirmed cases in Broome County, allegedly, which like seems to be. But what do they know? Yeah, like <laughs> I I don't know. It seems like there it's kind of some misinformation. I feel like he's in like a manic episode right now. Um, just and trying to deal with everything. Especially since the t- by the time it's confirmed, there's probably more, right? Yeah, exactly. Like... Um, and, and like Binghamton Elementary, I think, or Binghamton High School, the, or K through 12, possibly, um, the that school closed because 
the person that was confirmed to have it came in contact with school children, a number oh, of over. them, it's and over. so like that is that's like the catalyst. Like you, you have the spark, and the kids are the gunpowder. You know, because there's a bunch from a di- bunch of different areas all you know mm-hmm. coming together. I mean, hell, every school district is closed for yep. a couple weeks now. At least until the thirteenth, or April. sorry, thirtieth of May for us. Thirteenth of April for schools, like yeah. elementary schools and stuff. And that's the cra- that's the craziest part is mm-hmm. like if public school is closing like holy shit that's a that's, that's a big change mm-hmm. um probably should have been done way earlier on but it's really sad that the biggest the biggest advice is like isolate yourself stay home don't mm-hmm. do anything it's like man if we had like some basic income or like yeah. if there was just like any sort of money coming in where that was feasible for people great but like especially service workers and mm-hmm. things like that there's no chance they can like miss days you know yeah there's a there are a lot of companies that are taking like the initiative on this sort of thing which is great because like there are a lot of companies that are giving um, like paid sick leave to their to their workers mm-hmm. which is great why didn't they didn't have it before Who knows? like yeah. whatever <laughs> um, spectrum is offering uh, free I think it's 60 or 90 days of internet for people that don't have internet already um, specifically to be like able to do online courses so it's for like K through 12 families and new college students um, which is great because there are I think it's like something like 15 to 20 percent of our students don't have internet at home um, which is crazy because it's the year 2020 and who doesn't have internet you know but that's not everyone it's, it's mm. not feasible for everybody so it's uh, it's this crazy thing and, and now we're starting to see like how these online courses are starting to uh develop and how they're operating um the first one that i saw today was like a meme of someone that was in like a big zoom conference room um one person had a barbie sitting in front of their webcam as their like person showing up another person had like edited the background so he was like sitting in front of the aurora borealis (laughs) and like the professor's just like staring like this like inches away from the the webcam yeah and do this close yeah audio format (laughs) he's about this close and and it's just uh one of the it's like they have to adapt to this thing that i think that they probably should have already recognized that they should be ready for Mm -hmm. and uh it wasn't taken seriously yeah most people are on that like one two like i'm not really concerned hell even i'm not really concerned and Mm -hmm. i'm most likely going to come into contact with it in some way yeah but yeah. if I concern myself over it, that's not really going to help my situation. The main thing I can be is attentive of like my own cleanliness and mm-hmm. hygiene and make sure I'm like you know, having respectable barriers between me and other people. But again, it's just not feasible for a lot of a lot of people to to avoid contact like that. Mm-hmm. Especially since where they what is it? They think it's spread it's airborne or contact or, or by contact or something like. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's like if it's contact, then great. You still can't avoid touching something someone else touched, and if it's airborne, then you never had a chance anyway, mm-hmm. right? And if it lives on a surface for longer than you expect, like sometimes viruses, mm-hmm. you touch a surface, it's gone in a minute. Sometimes it's an hour. We don't know how long this lasts. It could. Some reports say up to nine hours. Um, some are saying that it dies instantly, and it's like there's a lot of misinformation going along, mm-hmm. going around, and we just don't know what, <laughs> what to look it's at. Sign of but, the times, right? Yeah, but. Uh, you know, for for us, it's pretty pretty decent week. The week was all right. No coronavirus yet. So. Yeah. So or COVID. Yeah, COVID nineteen, um, which is one letter away from being a bird. The COVID nineteen, 
which okay, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, so um, some crossover art right yeah. there. Right? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of uh, memes about it. I haven't seen like the anime version of coronavirus yet. Mm. Like the... Someone to keep an eye out for. Yeah, <laughs> it's an untapped market right there. Uh, I, however, I did see. Uh, I think it was the hand sanitizer, like the the anime girl hand sanitizer. Oh yeah. Um, it was very moist looking. Exactly what you yeah. expect. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure enough. So, uh, anyway, for this week, um, we wanted to kind of like piggyback off of our last week's discussion about sequels, um, and this one's going to be about remakes slash remasters of, you know, whatever movies, TV shows, games. Um, probably going to be more of a focus on movies and games. Uh, we got some examples. We got some articles to bring up. Um, overall, I think it's just a really interesting. Uh, topic because it's something that all of us are are subject to as both new consumers and uh, fans of the original. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that has nostalgia, uh, anyone that is looking at something as for the first time, you know. Um, and remakes introduce so many uh, like perspectives and questions right. based on the media that they're ba- that they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's video games or movies, because normally those are the two big places where right. remakes show up, um, with very different responses. Normally, um, game remakes are normally met with like you know huge applause and excitement, whereas movie remakes um, may get met with a little bit of anger and maybe fr- maybe like dismissiveness from yeah. like the people that had it before. At, at least, uh, sort of a tentative. Like, I don't think I'm gonna into this as much mm-hmm. like I, for instance i haven't seen any of the um live action remakes that disney put out uh i don't would, really plan to either yeah right? exactly i have no interest in watching those and that's not the same for everyone by any mm-hmm. means and well i'll get into that a little bit more later because those movies grossed a lot of money and the, but yeah go the, ahead. The, the the real question is who are they for especially in terms of movies yeah because it makes sense in a certain way that you wouldn't see the new ones, right? Mm-hmm. They're not really... Hell, even if they were the first time they were coming out, probably wouldn't see it anyway because you're now older. Mm-hmm. You don't really see cartoon movies like that anymore. Right. Um, at least in that vein, maybe. Like, I don't know, were you hyped for Frozen 2? Probably not. Yeah, not really. <laughs> didn't, like, go and flag merch down and, like, get your Frozen vans or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so it's... It's kind of like who they're geared toward. And I think that's always the big difference between the movies and the games ones. Mm-hmm. Movies are generally geared towards a new audience. Right. Therefore, the younger people to then now experience this this story mm-hmm. again in a new way, under a new vision, in a new light. Yeah. Whereas games almost entirely curtail to like, hey, this was a classic... Here it here it is revamped with the tech, modern technology and also attract like new people to the series mm-hmm. maybe to the studios themselves or even the platforms that they're on. Yep. Yeah. So and and this is also a good point, good time to bring up the difference between a remake and a remaster, mm. um, because as the new generation of consoles came out from 360 to Xbox One and PS3 to PS4 and things like that, um, there were a lot of uh, remastered versions of games that came out, like for instance, Devil May Cry. Um, mm-hmm. They did uh, an HD remake of that, where they just kind of like amped up the resolution. I think it was and, new textures for yeah. a lot of things, right? But it, overall, the exact, basically the exact same game, same mechanics, everything was the same. Um, Resident Evil Four, you know, that was another uh, remaster. But then you look at Spyro, that 
the Reignited trilogy that was almost certainly considered a remake, even though it's the exact same game. They revamped how the game looked, played, they adjusted the controls so they're mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Resident Evil 2 is another another good example. That's a great example. That's mm-hmm. the shining example. Yeah, because right? that game did amazing. and did numbers. Mm-hmm. It did amazing because it did really well with it, and I think because the original was really difficult to play now in comparison to like how other games operate it attracted the nostalgia group but it also attracted newcomers to the uh to the series um someone that had never played a resident evil game maybe they started with seven um and they were like hey i kind of like this and then resident evil 2 came out and they're like you know what i'm gonna give this a shot because uh, i'm interested in the series but i can't play the original like 98 version of Resident yeah. Evil 2 because that was rough with like the fixed cameras and the loading screens going through doors and and the biggest criticism I think comes from nostalgia people people will say and not not to be not to generalize it as people but fans may be like you know with their nostalgia glasses say mm-hmm. hey it's totally worth playing the 98 version it's a very specific vision you mm-hmm. know in a, in a in a good like you know slice of the time sort of thing like you'll know exactly where games were at that point and all that and i think the case can be made to play old games over Mm -hmm. but i think more and more it's becoming the case where it's like just wait for the the remake wait for the new one because just the raw like in raw fidelity like there's going to be more graphical capacity there's going to be bigger studios more money Mm -hmm. um not that of course not that that makes a game but you know what i mean right right and it's it's interesting because you can look at that exact metric with the with the games and when you look at it with the movies instead and you see let's use uh, Dumbo as an example because there's a live action Dumbo that flew so far under my radar that I didn't realize that it came out two years ago mm-hmm. uh, or a year and a half ago or whatever this is the first time I'm hearing about it yeah like the, it was <laughs> it, it was there it had I think Danny DeVito in it um, oh wow! I think he was like the the ringmaster. I might have seen a trailer for it. Yeah, and and like it, I'm sure it was a fine movie. But even if someone came into that hearing like I've heard of Dumbo, I know that it's about a flying elephant. I want to see it. You're let's say you're ten years old and you want to see this musical Disney movie. It's all live action. Um, has everyone's favorite actor Danny DeVito, DeVito in it, starring you know, classic, a um, legend. <laughs> And then you say, this is this was good. And then you're like, okay, now watch the 1940s version of Dumbo. Who is going to say the live action was better? Sure, there's a lot of racist undertones and overtones in the <laughs> original like Dumbo. <laughs> like, that movie had a lot of racism in it. Understand why some people might be hesitant to it. So let's shift to Aladdin. Um the remake versus the like 1990s or 80s version that was animated that version is so much better in my brain but i haven't seen all of aladdin i think i started it when i was uh flying back from oh Japan. you can watch it now but i mean you mean the animated one right with robin williams as the genie. well i mean that one i'll watch any day but i watched the i started watching the remake, oh, the remake. i think okay, yeah. and like again it's fine but i would 100 percent recommend the the cartoon version more and i think more people that have watched both would say the same thing. Again, it's just an assumption. Um, so that raises the question of who is this for? Is it supposed to bring in new audiences that will then someday look at the old and think, no, live action is better? I don't think so. I think more people would rather see the animated version 
because there's a lot more magic that can go into it. There's a lot of um, like personality with the characters that isn't. It's probably there in the live action, but it doesn't feel quite the same because there's a difference between Will Smith and Robin Williams. I'm sure Will Smith did a great job, but Robin Williams brought so much character to that character. And it was, I mean, Robin Williams is a voice acting role. Yeah. Will Smith's face is the genie. Yeah. Whereas Robin Williams was the personality, the sound of the genie. Mm -hmm. And then the animators at Disney made the actual look of the genie. And those two things together, I think, are greater than the sum total of their parts in a way that when you actually have an actor cast that, Mm -hmm. it's kind of that weird. um, Some people can't watch certain movies just because they recognize, like, too many of the actors and it breaks the. The, the disbelief thing, you know, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, I I can tell that this is a movie because I've seen... It's like for a while I, I called Liam Neeson as a child, I called him Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. Because that was the only way I knew him. I was like, that's Qui-Gon Jinn. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, Liam Neeson. I was like, who's that? You know? Uh, and, right. and, 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 and animation gets away with that a lot of the time. The weirdest thing with the Disney stuff is the live action part, mm-hmm. to me at least. Because at least in the, in the mind... What is Disney? Disney is an animation studio. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. Now it's, it's this huge global conglomerate corporation. Mm-hmm. But the association I'm always going to have with it is like, oh yeah, Mickey Mouse, yeah. Donald Duck, you know, animation. And and Disney also all of its mascots are still the animated mascots. They're not mm-hmm. like there's no face of Disney as a human or that is human that I would pinpoint more to Disney than say Mickey Mouse, Goofy. Even Elsa and Anna um, from from Frozen, uh, and like it, it, all of these, all the Disney princesses, all animated until they started doing the remakes. And I still don't think of Belle as Emma uh, Emma Watson. I just I think of Belle, Belle the Disney princess that I've Belle. seen in the yellow <laughs> dress in the ballroom with the giant monster. That great shot of the the swooping like camera mm-hmm. animated. Uh, Beast and bell dancing. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what you see. Exactly. Like I, I, that is the mascot. That is one of the mascots of Disney. And these live action remakes, I think, it more than anything, are the company looking for an easy way to make more money. Which you know, every company that's trying to sell something, that's their goal. Is they're trying to make money. There are plenty of there are plenty of companies that are trying to make something because they think this is my artistic vision. I want to get my vision out there and I would like to be compensated for that vision, but the vision itself is what's most important. And I think that that's what a lot of game companies take into account now. Like where, when, if they do a remake of, um, of Spyro changing the game mechanics and, uh, updating everything, that's going to take a long time. That's a lot of manpower. That's a lot of, um, construction of the game world and the characters and everything. And, that is more than just taking something, boosting up the graphics a little, and re-releasing it as a remaster. Mm-hmm. Where and the same thing can be said about these Disney movies, the remakes, um, the live-action remakes, because they have put out remasters of their original movies. Like you can buy the nineteen ninety version of um, Little Mermaid, or you could probably buy the two thousand ten DVD release where it's updated, or the twenty fifteen Blu Ray re-release because it's updated so it doesn't look like garbage on a uh, big screen <laughs> TV. TV, yeah. TV right? yeah. But the the remakes are easy for the um, for the companies because the story is already written. You 
barely have to change the script. You barely have to think of anything new except how it's going to look. And there's going to be a lot of money that goes into that. They're going to have to spend a lot of money on the actors, on um, the set pieces, on all that sort of stuff. But it's still an easier job because when you're writing a movie, writing a book, writing a game, um, creating that world is going to be one of the most difficult parts because you have to have that creative insight of how do I make this sound and look and come across great in like conversations or exposition or whatever. There's so much that goes into it. Not trying to take apart, take away from anything else that goes on in a movie or video game because like the programming that goes into those things, the um, overall like art that has to be made and altered and the mechanics that go into games and the uh, digital art, digital design and um, visual stuff that goes into movies. Like it's all incredibly difficult and important, but none of that's going to be there or may mean anything if you don't have the story, you know? Um, and one of the articles yeah. that <laughs> I read earlier, um, the quote, this is from the article... Uh, why film studios really like re- movie remakes by Jacob Bogage. Bogage. Um, Bogage. <laughs> you don't have to pay a team of writers to start from scratch if you're working on yet another version of Spider-Man. So it's like yeah, you have very true. you've got the story there. You know what you have to do. The original you, sell will always be harder, right? Yep, exactly. There's no what is with a brand recognition, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. We know what Spider-Man is. Yeah. We know what... Ba- like, how many times have you seen Bruce Wayne's parents get capped? Mm-hmm. Literally, I think every maybe two years, probably forever, mm-hmm. we've seen some rendition of Martha and... Uh, Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Wayne yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. About to, get, about to call me out on my Batman knowledge there. <laughs> get, um, get killed. And yeah. hell, even look at Joker 2019. Still, mm-hmm. still got that moment. Yep. In a movie entirely not centered on the Waynes at all. Mm-hmm. Still got that moment. Yeah, we are because attracted rec- to the familiar. It's, yeah, it's recognizable. And it's like you get it, but it really elevates, or at least um, to me, elevates when games do entirely new things with the medium. Mm-hmm. It's like how in Resident Evil 2, you get to now wander through RPD like in a way that you just flat out weren't able to mm-hmm. in the 98 version to the point where like little details like the the names of the officers on desks and you know um jackets hanging up with their name tags on them or like the different mm-hmm. locker rooms or just having rooms that you can now go into that before were just like a door that was just a painted background because that door didn't actually open it didn't actually go anywhere mm-hmm. um whereas now n- now you can actually kind of like traips through RPD mm-hmm. or into the city itself and it gives you more. Yeah. I think that's the main thing with at least video game remakes is they can normally give you more than what was in the first one. Can they capture the same feeling? No. Nostalgia has a monopoly on that. Mm-hmm. You'll never be a kid playing this on, on you know during the weekend for 10 hours at a time sitting on your living room floor. Like it's, you're not going to get that moment back, but you're going to get a product Ultimately, because that's what you said, right? These are ultimately things made up by business people and artists and programmers and designers and tons of groups and teams coming together to make this, to have it done. Mm -hmm. But the version you're going to get from all that normally is going to be better than the one before, purely a number and by a numbers basis, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the the interesting thing, we mentioned it last week um, with uh, 
with sequels, but I found like a comprehensive list of what the top 10 best-selling games of 2019 were um, to go along with the, like, we recognize what's familiar. And every single one on there, except for one, is the next iteration of a series or a sequel or something like that. And even, like, it's Call of Duty was at, at the top. Of course. That's because next, of course. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's a familiar game. Everyone knows it. They just keep adding more stuff every year. Then uh, NBA, Madden, those ones barely count as games to me. I don't know. They, like, <laughs> like you play them, yeah, but... Oh, uh, sport. Like, one of these days, we'll just talk about sport, the tragedy of sports games yeah. and what they've become. <laughs> um, but then Madden, uh, after Madden is Borderlands 3. It's another sequel. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. I don't know if that counts as a sequel or an exiteration. How? Because I know Saga is six. How far is eleven? I don't know, but that's get that's past Fast and Furious numbers. So, yeah. like, um, <laughs> which is the that's the that's the yardstick. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jedi Fallen Order was the uh, that was the only one on the list that wasn't a sequel, but it's still but a it's recognizable Star thing. Wars. Yeah, like yeah. you can't escape this like this. I don't want to call it call it a rule, but it's like. If you want something to be successful, it has to be something that people recognize. And there, another quote from one of these, uh, one of these articles was that, from oh again, article is reboots and remakes ruin Hollywood, um, by Daniel J. Flynn. One cannot escape not just the fact that the best movies rarely rank near the best-selling movies, but that the top annual grocers almost always consist of stories told before. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that speaks to the fact that, like, Parasite obviously kind of breaks this rule a little bit because it was... I was going to say, 2019 like, actually has a good slew of movies that didn't like, fall into that that were good that we've seen a bunch of recently. Yeah. Parasite leading, you know, of course, it, you know, Oscars, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, Joker, of course, is the exact opposite, right? This is a story we kind of know before, but was told in a unique way. Yep. So, again, kind of, it gets more, it's a Jedi thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you you recognize the brand from mm-hmm. that, even if this thing is actually new. Right. Um, 1917, yeah, there are war movies, but that was unique for a war movie. It didn't focus on the big battles. didn't yep. focus on, like, you know, classic conflicts. Um, it was World War One, which kind of rarely gets as much airtime as World War Two. Right. Especially, you know, like, you know, Nazism and things like that. And uh, Knives Out, that's a purely original story, actually. Yeah. Unless you want to, uh, like, make Call it, like, Clue. clue. Yeah. It, but it but it, it doesn't have enough of, not to spoil it or anything, but it doesn't, it's not literally a Clue movie, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it, it does kind of, really early on, it kind of lets you know that, and mm-hmm. then kind of follows through with it. Speaking of Clue, they're remaking Clue, uh, the movie. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And it's, it's weird that we have this, like, a new medium of uh movies based on board games but they're like the really basic ones like battleship came out two years ago i think that was a terrible movie i I, and yeah a lot of the um it didn't do it quote unquote didn't do well it only made 300 million out of its 200 million budget that oh really it it turned a profit though yeah yeah, Um, what are you gonna do and uh it was a lot of critics responded to it as not as bad as they thought um, quote unquote on that I had my fingers up for the air you quotes think, but did you like, see it? no I didn't see I it I want to see I think it's worth watching just to see if they can get the phrase 
we shunk, we sunk their battleship right into it right, right. Like, um and like they say that it's loosely based on the game again air quotes uh but like they the next one they've got monopoly uh coming up they have um an, the clue like i mentioned they have hungry hungry hippos like i i don't geez. understand like these are all on the docket for movies that are about to be made and those ones like they're not remakes because it's nothing has been made before about this other than the board games but boy howdy they they're not going to do terribly well people might see the hungry hungry hippos game uh movie purely from novelty right yeah exactly <laughs> like, what is the plot of the hungry hungry hippos mm-hmm. um but can't wait for hungry hungry hippos 2 reloaded yeah <laughs> the reckoning yeah even hungrier um. right? <laughs> second course um man we should just write movie titles like we're, oh we're it's so easy good. to spitball them but yeah. actually like making them good it's way harder mm-hmm um, going back to the article from, uh, Mr. Bogage, Bogage. uh, the, something else he says that remakes might seem, might seem stale in North America, um, but are fresh to audiences in other countries that haven't seen the original. So that is kind of the answer to our, who are these four questions where like countries that maybe didn't have media, um, prior to the two thousands, uh, or popular media, I should say, and they never saw the original Little Mermaid or the original Aladdin, or Dumbo, or any of these movies, the remakes allow them to see some version of it, so it's a new story to them. Maybe they've heard the name in in passing, but they never actually saw the movie, so they get to see these remakes as a new version of things where um, maybe the animation wouldn't have been as appreciated. I don't know any places like that, specifically if they're like, ew, animation, but like maybe they're out there. Maybe... Iran or um, Afghanistan. Maybe they don't like animation as much as they appreciate live action stuff. No idea. Yeah, because I mean, maybe these decisions are being are made through that lens of like focus testing mm-hmm. and um, like group screening and things like that to see like who is going to like this. Do people like this at all? Right. Um, and test it out. Right. Because I think the test. That phase of anything is always going to be the the scariest for people who have money in it, especially right. when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets to the point of like, hey, if this is going to fail, a lot of people are going to be out a lot of money, and generally, everyone tries to avoid that, even like at the lowest levels of money. Right? If you can get something for twenty dollars, but in the store it's fifty, you're going to try and get it for twenty dollars. Right? Try to not lose that thirty dollars for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's it's a shame that like new ideas are not often as profitable, and they end up having to go mm-hmm. off of. Um, they lo- can be. Yeah, like like I said, Parasite. Yeah. Uh, like we said, Parasite, nineteen seventeen, both like hugely successful, basically brand new ideas. Um, but things like uh, uh, I'll bring up HBO's Euphoria. That's a really cool show. Um, super interesting, had uh, Zendaya in it as the main actress. Um, she's uh, Mary Jane in the new Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies. Um, she did a great job. It, the story was like really tantalizing and uh, extremely interesting, very like inclusive of, um, of gender and uh, different like walks of life, different uh, class systems. And, and it's like it, the whole show, it felt like a modern day skins that was more 
dramatic and not as focused on the drugs itself, I guess. It was more about the people that were taking the drugs, which I guess you could say the same about Skins. Right. But it's more about this one character and how things are going on around her. And it's not, no one's talking about it anymore. Like, it was popular around, like, the first couple weeks that it was out. Um, When it was released, I think people were buzzing about it, and then it just dropped off, and it's because it's not something that people recognize. The Mandalorian, people are still going to talk about that forever. The Witcher, it's going to keep talking about that, because these are things that people recognize. They were books, they were movies, um, they were a 40-year franchise uh, beforehand. Um, And the uh what is it ben her um there's a remake of this movie that uh happened i think it came out last year mm-hmm. um that was originally from like 1940 or something uh called ben her back then it's ben or bill her um either way when it first came out it won 11 oscars um this that's not about cherry racing, is it? I'm not sure. It had Morgan Freeman in it. Um, I might be thinking of like a completely different movie. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. It's um, 1959, uh, Ben-Hur. Yep. So it came. It won 11 Academy Awards, not Oscars. Academy Awards back in 1959. It was remade with Jack Houston and Morgan Freeman, or Huston, whatever. Um, and it made $11.4 million in domestic ticket sales in its opening weekend, uh, or four million less than it cost to produce the movie 57 years ago. So it was just a complete failure. That's a remake that didn't make it because it was uh, something that no one seemed to recognize anymore, I think. Right. Like, I, I didn't even hear about this movie coming out. Um, another, uh, another example of a movie that's in the same boat that was successful is A Star is Born, um, it was a remake from like the 1940s. Uh, the remake had Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper at the head of it this this year. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember the trailers. Yeah, and and that one did amazing. It was it did way better than the original. Um, and then we have examples like uh, oh my god, what's the what's the movie with the little kid in front of the TV that's like they're coming or they're here. Oh, what is that movie called? Not The Ring, right? It might be The Ring. The Grudge? They did remake The Grudge. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of... Poltergeist? That's it. Okay. Poltergeist, yes. <laughs> I would have just you. kept going. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a remake of that, and I have to use that word really loosely for the first time when it comes to movies um, in this style, because the remake, the, they remade Poltergeist in modern day, but kept it shot for shot the exact same movie with new actors and modern technology and stuff like that um but it was more of a remaster than anything because they kept it exactly the same failed horribly because as it turns out like tension's not the same yeah it's just not the same movie nowadays when we've seen people get chainsawed in half on screen like Mm -hmm. you're gonna need a bit more than what was scary in the 70s yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know when Guys came out. Me neither. Before my time. <laughs> but they, all, the that one feels like they said that they were trying to keep it as close to the original creation as possible because they wanted to it to be like an homage to it. And I, to me, that sounds like bullshit. Like that sounds like they remade this thing so that they can make money 
and that's exactly what they were trying to do was they were just like they didn't have to change anything mm-hmm. except what technology they used and and that's it like they didn't have to change any dialogue they didn't even have to change any scenes because they were keeping it shot for shot um and that feels like the laziest form of trying to make money off of something you know yeah literally just remaking it shot for shot and being like here we go yeah but and expecting people to like flock around it just as they did the original I guess what they're chasing after the lightning in the bottle is like the original thing when it came out right Mm -hmm. Spider-Man version 1 yep like that first comic or you know that um any of the first things like what took them to blow up is they needed a whole legacy Mm -hmm. I doubt anything was super popular on the first day it dropped right I doubt anything could be I think it's just not possible and you'd kind of wish there were more chances taken on original plots and, and things like that. Or at least just original world. It doesn't have to be an original plot line. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need to make something... Um, not everything needs to be like Inception or whatever, right? Right. But at least, like, I don't know. And Disney kind of did that with the Star Wars stories, but apparently, like, again, haven't seen the ninth Star Wars or any of the spin-off movies they did... But I've heard generally mixed things, and that's something you not you don't hear about the original trilogy. Yeah, the original trilogy is almost universally beloved, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because it was the original, right? Like there was nothing to compare it to. But at the same time, it's they're still chasing that feeling. I have to imagine. Right. There is that aspect of doing it for the money, but you gotta hope that someone on that team is like, hey. We're trying to make it big. We're trying to make like my, the creative vision get to the to the audience. Right. Um, you can only hope they succeed in it, right? Mm-hmm. And imagine if they they re remade Star Wars episodes four, five, and six, and like there would be God, would so be much so backlash. Bad. Like there there would be no like chance of that being success as successful as those originals, um, and they would still sell like crazy. There there another quote from one of these is uh, people will complain and then take out their wallets um, because like. <laughs> No one's yeah. gonna be happy about it, but they're still oh, gonna go see it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's still just pumped because it's a Star Wars movie, and like I'm really glad. I really hope that Episode Nine is the end of this era of Star Wars storytelling, because at least the end of the name Skywalker. Yes, because Luke is done, and all all of the movies from Episode One to Episode Nine, if you watch them in the original order of four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. That's those movies are all about Luke. If you watch them now, from one to nine, they're all about Palpatine, and, and that's a little <laughs> and weird. What a change, right? Yeah. <laughs> Considering that dude didn't have a name for the longest right. time. Um. So, like, we needed that to be done. Like, the Skywalker stories need to stop. There's so much more in the Star Wars universe that they could touch on, and it's like they have a literal universe to work with and they're sticking to a neighborhood like that's and that happens so often though especially with space things yeah it's always here's a universe to work with here's four planets mm-hmm. and it's like what are you talking this might be in the same galaxy yeah <laughs> and all the people on each of those planets probably know each all other all know somehow. each other yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. they've all heard social of... media is crazy <laughs> Like Han Solo's Instagram was popping mm-hmm. back in the Man, day. Man, what it, what it would be to be an Instagram influencer in the Star Wars, Wars universe. universe? Yeah, that'd, that'd be that'd, you'd have to really take some trips. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be out there. Like you, you can't just go to a ball. beach. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta go three galaxies over. Well, um, 
on a positive note, I got to play through the about one hour of the Final Fantasy VII demo. Mm-hmm. That is a remake. Um, and if that demo is indicative of the quality of the rest of the game, in my opinion, that will soundly usurp the old game. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's anywhere near the quality that the demo showcased, the demo made that first little mission with the boss and all that as bombastic and exciting as some, like, mid-missions in other hack-and-slash RPGs of modern day, like right. 2019 and stuff. Uh, and if and if that carries through, all of the same systems are there, but, like, streamlined into this, you know, really effective way. Um, the voice acting is excellent for the most part. It, mm-hmm. it retains all the camp, but adds entirely new, like, spins on him where it feels very modernized and a lot less... Um, no offense, but a lot less of that JRPG feeling of the you know '90s and right. stuff, where it was like kind of you knew what people were gonna say or how they were gonna act. Um, it's gorgeous, like this is Midgar and uh, uh, a Mako reactor realized in a way that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, as be- as amazing as the technology was to make the original one, where they had flat backgrounds that were painted and then just had the 3D models interact on these collision courses pretty much so it looked like they were actually moving in perspective like in these cool places it's a really effective technique yeah but to actually walk into a reactor and there's like the pipes above you and like the sweeper like jumps out of the thing and there's all the robots and soldiers and um and it just works and the music's bumping and it's like you're there you're right back into it the it really gave me a nostalgia but a nostalgia in like whatever the future version of nostalgia is where i'm like i can't wait to be able to look back on this and be like, this is what you should play, kids. Yeah. Like this is the this is the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make, and now I feel bad. I was you know making jokes for a decade of like, oh yeah, it's never yeah yeah we should remake it yeah whatever. But now that it's like gonna happen, or at least like very likely slated to happen, and the, to the fact where a demo was released and it was super good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine how good it'll be. It'll probably be massive, too. If the first section is just going to be Midgar, and that's like 100 gigs, then the whole game might be like a terabyte or something like that, which is going to be incredible. But, again, if it's that same caliber and quality as before, as that demo, is that one hour, 45 minutes-ish of gameplay, then that'll be the remake to end all remakes. As far as I'm concerned, that'll be like... Yeah, you can look at that PS1, PS2 copy of uh, FF7 and just put that behind some glass because this is the one, this is the new hotness. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to be hands-on with. Even if you're ever going to want to be like, hey, I want to dive back into 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 FF7 and all that stuff. It's going to be that one, you know? Right, right. Um, excuse me, sorry. I started burping and now I'm trying to not He couldn't up. stop himself with his yeah. poor eye. You guys should have... The, <laughs> the fear in his eyes as <laughs> he realized it was going to happen. Um... The, I, I'm really excited that now I get a chance to play Final Fantasy VII because, like, I'm someone that has a lot of difficulty going back to games that don't look good, um, and that so like any almost any game from the PS1, maybe even the PS2 era, uh, I can't do it because they're just so. I hate that like po- uh, polygonal, yeah, yeah uh, that shape to them. And there hasn't. I thought that the original Final Fantasy VII was like, um, was eight bit or or not eight bit, thirty two bit. So it was still like pixelated. Those I'll go back to any day. I'll play like Super Mario World anytime. Um, I'll go back and play the Secrets of Mana, um, Chrono Trigger, any games like that. But like I could not do 
PS1 Final Fantasy 7 because of how it looked. So now that it's coming out on PS4, I'm so excited to sit down and play through it because like I love JRPGs. Um, I like the design of Cloud. He's like so edgy and weird. Uh, oh, it's perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. And, and especially since that character is that character. Like, they were able to sell a guy trying to be cool so well. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, I'm so excited to see how he, like, goes along in his story. Because it is, like I said, it's not the super important, you know, landmark masterpiece for no reason. Yeah. You know, like, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of good reasons why FF7 was FF7. Yeah. And, you know, was this huge turning point for a lot of games. Yeah. And he, I, my introduction to Cloud wasn't even from Final Fantasy. Yeah, it was no. from Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts was the first game that I saw Cloud in, and I was like, damn, that's a big sword. And then over time, through like osmosis, I just learned about, uh, you know, Cloud and his character, what game he came from, a little bit about it, the Chocobos, you know, Midgar, all of these things. Um, Gold saucer cases, weapons, yeah. and then materia, meteor. He, uh, him, cross-dressing like all that and just i'm excited for that part because that's gonna dude mm, i can't it's gonna be it's hard to describe the the anticipation i now feel like i was already excited but there was something after just a little taste of that demo it's like this is gonna be like unreal yeah and it'll probably get a lot of flack there's gonna be the contrarians on youtube and twitter we're gonna be like oh it's not again but I think for the lay person who have maybe maybe even like yourself maybe you know they played Smash yeah maybe they knew of like hey he's from Final Fantasy okay um he's super annoying because I hate fighting against this character yeah or they play Kingdom Hearts and they're like oh he's a Final Fantasy character this game the remake will be the one where they're like this is who he is like right. this is the game that they're from and I think it'll showcase it in a way that just won't wouldn't be possible if you played Smash Ultimate and played Cloud and you're like where is he from and I give you a PS2 and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you, you I think you'd be like oh okay like that's that's really old yeah like I mean his his character model in Smash Ultimate I think is the best he's ever looked uh in a game until and this until this yeah. yeah like now we get to see he him looks so look good, good he looks in his so element <laughs> it's crazy um so like i'm i'm really excited for it. and like i did you know that uh like final fantasy almost never came to the u.s because mm-hmm. nintendo originally thought it's too confusing for american audiences mm-hmm. um and i'm so glad that it did because now we're getting this crazy experience we get Final Fantasy, we've got Kingdom Hearts, we've got, I guess, Dissidia, but who, who gives a <laughs> shit about that? <laughs> um, and uh, it's like we get access to all of these things because one day Nintendo said, fine, you know, let's give it a shot. We'll see if it sells well. And then we got that. And then we also got Dragon Quest, which is the second part which of that. Which is Nintendo's darling. Yeah. like or, now. No, that's sorry, Japan's darling. Yeah. <laughs> My and mistake. I'm, Nintendo now, you know, also really loves uh, Dragon Quest. A lot of there have been a lot of exclusive games on Nintendo consoles that were for uh, that were Dragon Quest games, like Rocket Slime. Love that game. Oh, the burps again. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just it, it's crazy that these big decisions happen, and now we get the remakes, the remakes, and the remasters. Like so many years in the future, mm-hmm. like a single business decision made by an elderly Japanese man. Yeah. Is what got us to here, and, and that's why you're like, damn, 
we need younger people yeah, <laughs> involved like, with this stuff. We need people who know how the internet works running mm-hmm. Nintendo instead of the people who are currently running Nintendo. Right, and I like <laughs> I have no problem. I had no problem with Iwata, and I had no problems with Reggie at all. Well, they're the faces too. They're not like the board of you know financial people who are running right. as a business. But they are still the president, so they do get a lot of the a lot of hands-on mm-hmm. um, time with everything. I think that's something that Nintendo tries to like be uh make certain that people know we are a part of this it's not just us being the face and being at the top and collecting a paycheck like they are a part of all of a lot of the decisions not all of them and they're maybe not b- making big ones but now reggie works for gamestop he's uh he's a part of the um, isn't gamestop gonna die <laughs> I th- and i think that's why they hired him yes, oh, i was thinking uh, he can turn it around yeah that their their goal i think in hiring um reggie as uh one of the like board of trustees members um is uh so that he can kind of turn things around because like getting that sort of face that sort of name um that sort of expertise in there can save a company and maybe they're just going to be just like hemorrhaging money into hiring him uh and the company fails anyway but that's the risk that they have to take you know um but i I want to make a shout out to indie companies though, be like holding indie, it down for years yeah. now and making the best original content that I've seen. Yeah, period. Yeah, like, kind of flat out. It's kind of been incredible. Yeah, the the, the, the surge of it. You mm-hmm. know, games like like Hades, uh, Hollow Knight, uh, fucking Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac, like just uh, a little indie, you know, yeah. title. Um, all of these games, they were like completely original ideas. Hades, I guess you could say, oh Super no, the Giants, Greeks did it. Let's say Super Giants <laughs> kind of getting, a, they got some clout now at least. Yeah, like they, they've got that. They have, uh, was it Pyre? Um, Transistor. Transistor. Um, but like all, all of these games that are being sold for like $25 or less are. And they're just phenomenal. They're great. They're, they're so all much so value. good. I'm ready to sit down and play Hades for the rest of the night if um, once this is over. Or. Like, cause I like I enjoy Overwatch as much as the next person. Call of Duty, a lot of fun when you're sitting and dicking around with your boys. Um, that was a more homoerotic <laughs> sentence than I intended, but all right. Um, <laughs> the uh, but like a game like Hades, where it's like everything is beautiful. The gameplay is so much fun. There's no one to yell at but yourself. Um, or and, the game, uh, if you yeah. Be like that. <laughs> uh, but like it's beautiful and so well made the the voice acting is great the gameplay is fun the art the art is off the chain but honestly that's just super giant like at this point um man i hope that's the right studio i'm not not no yeah (laughs) i was like oh wait holy holy fuck um but if you like i think it's always really original it's like if you've never played a super giant game like pick up one if you like any part of it play them all yeah like you'll super like hell i saw a gameplay of pyre and i was like that looks great mm-hmm. that looks awesome maybe not the game part because it's basically like afterlife basketball but all the art and like uh-huh. the character design that, yeah <laughs> no i'm serious pyre yeah, yeah okay pyre. get your total get your spirit to a pyre and ascend yeah but his basketball teams okay <laughs> so like, all right um they're super good 
Uh, and and we could, I mean, you could talk to the cows come home about good indie games, right? Like uh, yeah. what Hyperlight Drifter and like um, all all the other things that kind of came out of that whole era for a while, or Dead Cells, mm-hmm. or you know any of those. Not to do, I mean, this is our wheelhouse. It's the ones that we've played, but I'm sure there are so many others. And hell, even now, like I just I've been watching a bunch of um, like lookats of other indies coming out. Mm-hmm. Still crushing it, as far as yeah. I can tell. I know early access is the big thing now for them, but still, like, constantly putting out just original, fun, engaging, inventive ideas mm-hmm. in a way that AAA pretty much just isn't. Like, yeah. it just doesn't, you don't really see it anymore. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, these are also all games that I've put in, you know, 40, 50, 60 to, you know, with Binding of Isaac, like, a thousand hours into, yeah. um, without even thinking about it. And, that's more than I can say than most other big name games. Like these indie games that I spent fifteen dollars on. Like I, I don't think I spent more than that on any of the games that we've talked about tonight. Um, I put way more time into those and gotten so much back on my investment than I ever did with Call of Duty, uh, except maybe Black Ops One. I put a lot of time into that one. <laughs> well, there's um, always the one. Yeah. Right. Um, I've put more time into it than Overwatch. I've done more in that than Fallout 4, which I always claim is my favorite series. Is Fallout, Fallout 4 is like... That, that's yeah. The, <laughs> that, that, one, that one's kind of rough. That's the child that didn't come out quite right, and you still care about it, but just not the same. And then 76 was the one that we th- wish we had aborted. Like, <laughs> oh, it was just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. But, like, I put... I still put in over 200 hours into Fallout 4, um, Fallout 3, I had uh, 2,000 hours in. That, that was my first one. Easy. played it in yeah. high school, so I had a yeah. lot of time to put in. But, like, again, it's just these, these new games, these indie games are the ones that are sucking up my time. Jedi Fallen Order, threw in 20 hours, sold it back. It's kind of done. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you can do the, the 100,000 collectibles that are in that game. You could do the fetch quests to try and get every achievement. And I could have done that. I'm not really that type of person. I like getting achievements, but I don't want to play a game specifically to get achievements, you know? Mm. Um, whereas, like, with The Binding of Isaac, those achievements <laughs> those are there. Achievements, like, oh, man. I will finish that game someday, but it's yeah, just... Yeah, the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, but it's like those ones I feel actually accomplish, accomplished when I do it. Sure, it's a roguelike, so it's not like a lot of progression it's not like you're going through a story that's replayable sort of but um still a lot of fun and you don't get that from AAA games as much anymore you know it's just it, it, the 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 cost value thing is just not there because you're yeah. dropping 60 on a game i want it to be an amazing game and really rarely is that the case mm-hmm. it's really really rare that a full price triple a game is going to give you the same enjoyment hell even the same raw hours of like these like indie darlings that for some reason are just so, so and even if it's not a raw like money thing i bought mm-hmm. transistor for five dollars on a sale beat it in seven hours could easily go back and do it again and yeah. do all the achievement stuff but that seven hours was incredible it's heartfelt it's almost tear-jerkingly beautiful mm-hmm. and i just don't get that from the from the from AAA games anymore, yeah, and it's sad because you want I want that to be the case. I want the games that a ton of money is being put into and time and effort and these huge teams to be these incredible like momentous things. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one I can think, of, the last AAA game that I was like, this is amazing, was like Sekiro. Yeah, 
And that, and that's only mm-hmm. because, and even then, I have to kind of bend the knee on it because it's like, oh, it's a FromSoft game, and I'm a huge fanboy. Yeah. So I'm probably get, got my heavy rose-colored glasses and just look past a lot of the stuff to be like, I like it that much anyway, you know. But also, it won Game of the Year, so there were a lot of people that were right. in agreement with you. Like, the Sekiro was great. Um, and it's on top of the, the money investment and the pure hours it's the level of fun also like there's something that is obvious that obviously these indie games are doing really well if we're getting if we're getting a lot of enjoyment out of it as well as a lot of time um and investment out of it uh whereas like death stranding won so many awards for all of the things that it apparently did right and i cannot how long did you play death stranding i played it for seven hours and i was still (laughs) in the tutorial like i can't do it and it's like, sure, maybe the story is really as phenomenal as everyone says, and the twist ending is super awesome, and the Princess Beach line was it's the best thing I've ever heard. It's not. Like, it's, it's not, <laughs> but maybe. Let's, for the sake of argument, say it. The gameplay just wasn't fun. I You get 60 hours of, of gameplay out of it because you have to to beat it, and it's just not fun. I can't... I, I don't want to do that, that sort of time investment. My time is precious. Uh, I'm probably going to die when I'm 30 and I just need to fill up all the next five years with all the good stuff, you know? And that, no, that makes sense. And I'm excited to play Death Stranding mostly because I know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I've already kind of done the research in like where I'm like, I get it. Um, it's not for everyone. And it also could just be from a fanboyism thing too, where it's like, I respect this guy's ideas, even yeah. if he's an enemy of subtlety and like, <laughs> doesn't understand any of the nuances of storytelling or anything like that. Nukes are bad, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a guy named Nukes are bad, man. Um, <laughs> but, but that was me. But I'm still excited to play it, mostly because, at least for most, if not all of Kojima's games, they're like idea factories for me. Yeah. It's like, it just being in the world, just talking, it's like, yeah, there's no subtlety, but from that, you get to make your own, like, you get to just springboard off of it and imagine and kind of create. And a lot of it comes from the art direction and design and Yoji Shinkawa being a god and mm-hmm. um, a lot of things like that. But I'm still, I mean, like I said, full price? Probably not. But eventually, I will take that 40, 50 hours to just play through Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll feel something for it. Because maybe it's one of those, like, more of a timeline games where it's like this came out in 2019 because it had to come out in 2019 because if you don't play it in 2019 you're gonna miss what it's like to play it in 2019 right and it'll slowly it'll lose its luster fast or it'll become like kind of a relic from it right right uh all right quick question yes what game you want a remake for oh man that's hard because like a lot of the ones that i would have to be your favorite or whatever just something might be interesting to you might be i figure this is a good Oh, actually, I, I totally have the answer. Fallout 1 or 2. Oh, I, I want a remake of those in the style of Fallout 3 or New Vegas. Maybe 4 if they kept the storytelling exactly mm-hmm. the same. Like, they had to, they have to keep it true to the content of Fallout 1 and 2. But I want that first-person shooter um, feel for it, that, like, running, loot-and-shoot uh, kind of uh, RPG style. Um, I would love that for Fallout 1 and 2. Just because, like, those are stories that I really want to experience, but I don't want to play that kind of game, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, how about you? I got three answers. Okay. <laughs> um, one is a really, like, this is the lowest meatball ever, but just start remaking Final Fantasies. Literally, after playing okay. that demo, I'm like, just, just start cranking. One, three, six, like, oh mm-hmm. my god. 
Masterpiece, 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 just back to back to back. They're doing um, lots of remasters for for all those. No, games. No, remasters yeah. fine, but I need that. I need whatever they, whatever juice they put in that seven one, that mm-hmm. seven demo. I need that. I need, I need that. I think it'll be amazing. Um, another one is another turn-based game uh, that got critically shit on and did not sell well, and is mostly regarded as a bad game, but was formative to me. It's called Romancing Saga. Okay. Uh, it was a turn-based game um, with some open-world exploration and, like, you know, a lot of JRP. It was a JRPG through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting. And I think, again, after playing the remake, uh, I'm like, there's so much that can be done with turn-based. Now, I just want a, I want a renaissance of turn-based games mm-hmm. now, purely off of that. You can attack like Kingdom Hearts, but also you build up to hitting to hitting that stop time and making a decision and like doing a spell ability, you know, something like that. Um, that's like the I think that's like close to the zenith of turn-based combat in the modern age. Mm-hmm. And the last one, a little bit out of the wheelhouse. Um, there was a shooter called Black. Oh yeah. And it what came out as a PS2 game. Um, not very inventive in terms of, like, as shooters go, you know, you're going through Russia and the gulags and, you know, things like that. Um, but the focus on it was making the guns look as pretty as possible mm-hmm. so that you would see, you know, the bullet casings leave the gun and fall on the ground, the reflections were all accurate, to the point where, like, your glove holding the gun looks like crap compared to the actual gun right. in it and the bullets and the marks and making sure impacts were right. And I think a game, a shooting game, with, made with that focus instead of the spectacle, the story, your character, who they are, what they're doing. If they literally just made a shooting game that's like, this is a shooting game for guns. Mm-hmm. Purely, like, the guns are the star of the show, every bullet is your baby. Like, that sort of game. Nowadays, with the money, with the fidelity, with the graphical options, I think it could be one of those sleeper successes. I think it'd be one, like, you kind of talk around a, like a water cooler talk, like, hey, have yeah. you played that? Like, so, apparently it's a remake of an old game, but yeah. it's, man, like, the guns in it are crazy. Um, so yeah, that'd be turn-based renaissance and then uh, remake shooter, remake black. I like that. I like that. I, there there are a handful of other games that I would like oh, to see. Oh, you could go now. Like, now you go on forever. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, I mean, I want to play all the other Personas just Oh, the, you should. You well, I want to. It's just I don't. They, there were so many quality of life changes that happened in yeah. 5 that going from 5 backwards is going to probably be rough. Yeah. Rough. Um, and so. I played uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4, uh, and I love that. And apparently that one was pretty much, like, just straight from PS2 to 3DS. They didn't change anything, um, and I played it on 3DS. And that game was fucking hard. Like, that was a... It was difficult for my 17-year-old brain to, to operate and, like, figure out how to work things. Um, or maybe I was older. 19? I don't know. Uh, either way, I loved it. I thought that was a, a total blast. Um, and then Persona 5 came out, you know, and I played that way too late, but still played it, hyped for it at the end of the month also, you know, 31st, it's only a couple weeks away. Uh, and that was not only like way more styled and a little bit easier, but just like fun. The music is funky as hell. I watched a video of a like big time music producer, um, going over why, uh, last surprise what is it the you never see it coming yeah last surprise last surprise yeah. uh going over that song and why it's amazing and i was like it's amazing yeah it's like, amazing yeah it's just like a great <laughs> funky it, song it's an absolute banger um and uh 
I want to play. Th- I can't wait until the end of the month to play through it again. That's another turn-based game that I just absolutely love. Um, and I, I totally agree with the the turn-based renaissance. I want to see more turn-based games. Um, Dude, FF six is actually a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and to the point where it got overshadowed because FF seven was such a you know global global blockbuster hit. Right. But seven was the last of the sprite-based ones, so all the sprites are like amazing. It actually had like. A story comparable to Seven's, if not much more, had, had a crazier second half than Seven did. Yeah, and um, man, soft spot in the heart for that game. I think I have it on Steam, and I just be off of your recommendation. Yeah, and I yeah. never. I always do. If anyone, it. if you can deal with turn-based nowadays, I know that's not fair to the genre at all because mm-hmm. I know just a lot of people don't like it, and that's fair. I grew up with it, so I love it. But if you can deal with it, it's so worth it. Yeah, it's such a worth it endeavor. Um, Transistor. Again, did took real time and turn based and kind of made this fusion, and now like FF Seven looks to be like the zenith of that. Yeah, where it's like this is the the raising the bar even higher on it. Right, right. Um, Pokemon, it's what I grew up on, and that's all turn based, mm-hmm. and they've not changed the formula of how that operates since day one. But and they could. They could, <laughs> and they thought about it with Sword and Shield, and they decided to stick with the exact same formula that they've had work for the last you know, 25 years, because um, Pokemon is as old as I am. I, yep. It might be one year older, actually. Um, it, but it's just, like, that's crazy to think about, and it's crazier that they haven't changed that part of the formula at all. That's the constant that stayed true through all of it. And um, They do remakes every few years. They do a remake of, um, of something with some major changes sometimes. Like, they did the remake of red and blue as fire red and leaf green which is a weird transition for them to do i yeah, think but yeah. they they did that basically the same game but added in uh everything worked better you had the running shoes you had uh the second generation or third generation pokemon in there as well they remade uh gold and silver as heart gold and soul silver major changes into that one amazing ruby and sapphire with omega and alpha um not as many changes but the graphic change was massive and then they haven't done the remake they've done so many remakes of red and red and blue yeah <laughs> uh, like let's go and uh just all, all that sort of stuff that one was a, a big change too but i'm just waiting on those diamond and pearl remakes because oh, that's yeah. like one of my yeah. favorite like generations big those games. Gold. I like gold yeah like it's a yeah. great beautiful game it's absolutely absolute banger of a game but uh, you'll never see an indie company doing remakes, you know? like That's true. That's true. And, and yeah. I think indie games are going to age way better. I think they don't even need... Re- like, honestly, I think you can play Hollow Knight a decade from now, and it'll be just as good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Puppy seems to be getting closer to waking up, so I think we, we should probably call it... Oh, yeah, call using it anything. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great Sunday, all yeah, things considered. Um, absolutely. Play some normal games. dramas, things like that. I am whew, not excited to go back to work, but I think yeah. that's most people. If I catch the Rona, you can catch me at home uh, dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, try and live stream my own death. Hit me up in that quarantine, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, down, it goes down in the quarantine, mm-hmm. you know? Like the, the quarantine and FaceTime is the new Netflix and chill. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know that picture of the hamster that the FaceTime? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like that pretty much. Well, so. well, all right. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Follow your dreams. Yeah, and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, 
We'll catch you next time. Take it easy.